Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the First Exchange podcast with me, your host, Lydia Daydal. And we're delighted to be back for series two. We had a little bit of a break, but we are back. And I'm delighted to be joined now in studio by the one, the only, IBF Flyaways world champion, Mr. Sonny Edwards. Thank you for having me back. Was I that last time I come in? Was I that last Yeah, you were you were world champ. Yeah, yeah. You were world champ. Um but I rang you last week and I was like, okay, this podcast is back. It's series two, episode eleven. So back for the pilot. Back for the pilot. You're the only one back who could be pilot. here. Just we... so we can get the so we can get the uh, the funding. You know what I mean? <laughs> Start of a strong episode for the second Well, the, you were on the very first episode of the first exchange podcast and it done so well. I was like, let's not break tradition. So this is a thing. Every new series you kick off. Is that, is is that, that all right? Is that okay yeah. then? Um, but let's, I have no, as always, I have no questions. I have no timeline of events. Um, but we'll kick off and say congratulations on your great world title defense that you're just home from, Dubai. Trip looked amazing. How was the experience? Yeah, that's why I got this coat on because it's a lot colder. Well, listen, over I just here. had a fit of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot colder over here than it is in uh, in, in Dubai. Um, fantastic. Yeah. Country beautiful, the people beautiful, the the way I was received and treated, it, it was great. Um, mm-hmm. big shout out to Pro Bellum. I've been um, you know, I've been I've been there and seen a lot in boxing in in however many years I've been doing it now. And that was up there with one of the best well-run um, professional setups. Mm-hmm. And to say it was their inaugural show, um, yeah, yeah, I was really impressed. Um, the arena I boxed in the Coca-Cola Arena was uh, was fantastic. I mean, it was just great to be honest. It was um, it was like one of those points. Like, see me, I, I see everything as like. Two people either say two, one or two things. Either a game or it's a movie, innit? Like, that, that's it's either a what? People, a lot of people say that life's either a game, yes, or it's a movie. Do you know yes. what I mean? Either, either or. Um, yeah. But for me, like that was that was like a, a turning point in the um, in the movie. It was like a turning point in the movie. What What was the turn? Like, what was the? Yeah, just like because I, I know that you like, you know, you would you definitely spoke about it, like on Twitter and stuff that it was such a huge moment for you, like. I mean, that venue in itself is like incredible. You know what I mean? And you know, you, you had said in the lead up to it, like, I can't believe that I'm going to be the main event here. You know what I mean? And it's like, it must have been overwhelming to a degree, not a, an, an overwhelming where like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do the job. But like you say, one of those moments where you go, wow, look how far we've come. Um, not at all or overwhelming. Was it, no? Not over at all overwhelming. One thing I had to stop myself doing is proper goofy smiling a lot what do you mean like when i'm proper happy yeah i look down and i can't help but smile do you know what i mean and on a few occasions but one two two notable occasions within this same five minutes my opponent was just ring walking and it was just me and Lyndon and the media guy and the guy who was getting us to walk so Mm -hmm. the guy with the camera obviously and my opponent's, uh, his music started playing. And obviously I do what I always do, I sort of bop along, you know what I mean? Keep, keep nice and loose. Um, cause I'm, I am I am truly enjoying it all, but like just, I, I, I really just, I could see like the whole sort of venue and I could see sort of where he was going and up from walking out. And I just had to stop myself from proper smiling, like a, a proper grin teeth, and then I had to snap back into it. And then when I was in the ring as well, 
like I didn't really too I didn't really deep it too much but the one of the main things I can remember I got in the ring it was full up obviously there was his team my team camera people two MCs the referee whatever um and it was when the first thing I noticed, I thought, wow, this ring's quite small. <laughs> was the very first thing. Right. <clears throat> and then I, remi- I, I I was reminded that, obviously, Michael Buffer was announcing me. Yeah. Which and is a there big was, there deal. There was a split Come second on. when I had to turn around and just sort of, I just took it in and, um, and it, it, it was crazy. Like mm-hmm. I said, not overwhelming, but me just sort of, taking a split second at that point to taking the scenery, do you know what I mean? And I think that's so important. Um, In those moments, are you like, what is the sort of train of thought? When I've had, obviously not, I haven't had the same experience as that, but I've had times in my career or in my life where I've gone, okay, this this is a moment where I've visualized it in some way. I've saw it or I've worked really hard and gotten to a point where you kind of go, oh my God, all those sacrifices, all that hard work, it's paid off or it's starting to pay off. Look where I am now. Is it that kind of a thing as well? Do you kind of get that like moment where you go, look how far I've come? A little bit because like when you look at my amateur, my pro career, I kind of have come a long way Mm -hmm. in a relatively short period of time. I mean... It was only f- three, four years ago where I was hidden away on small hall shows. Yeah. Maybe getting a slot on a TV card mm-hmm. at five o'clock or, or as a float. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people didn't think I'd ever sort of get to this stage. Um, and that's both in sort of the marketability as well as the, yeah. the level that I'm boxing at. Um, I don't know, because I always expected it from myself, the the level of a performance and the level I can box at. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily translate to promotion, marketability, opportunities. Yes. Like typically in boxing, especially for someone my weight. So I remember saying something, I think a few days before when I was doing some media work, like people don't, probably because the people that either like me or the people that dislike me, I think they're overlooking like, what I've done as a flyweight boxer yeah. is very hard to do. Like mm-hmm. there's there's good there there is good flyweight fighters out there, but the, in, the to drum up interest so that you're headlining Coco Arena mm-hmm. or before that headlining BT or or chief supporting on the O2 or, or, or whatever I was doing before. That it's not easy to do that. Mm-hmm. Like cause otherwise, like everyone would. Yes. And not only that, you've constantly got to be making the right steps. You've got to be fighting the right fights. You've got mm-hmm. to make sure also that you're getting in the ring with people, not just that make you look good. Yeah. I never I never did that. Like None of my opponents were picked to make me look good, not from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Never. Um, they were always trying to give me rounds and to give me experience and to ask me questions. Even like early on when I was having Brett Fido in my second fight, yeah. Craig Derbyshire in my third fight, like... I know and heard multiple times there's been prospects mm-hmm. that are like seven, eight and oh, oh no, no, let's not fight Brett or, or oh, let's not fight. Do you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. But straight away, I've always wanted the the harder challenges. So then. Did you know it would pay off eventually that having those tougher opponents would stand to you and you'd be able to sit here now as a world champion and say, I never dodged anyone. I never took an easy fight. I took the hard road. and Yeah, well, 
if if it's not gonna pay off, it's it's gonna be because I'm not good enough. Yeah. Like the way I looked at it and the way I always looked at it was I believe I'm gonna be world champion, like every other fighter. And if I believe that strongly, don't get me wrong, I understand timing, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can't be turning down all these opponents on the way up if I genuinely in my heart of heart feels that I can beat anyone in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, so even when I was like five, six and all, I'm looking at the world champions thinking, oh, I reckon I could do him. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's genuinely what I was feeling. Like yeah. when Christopher Rosales knocked out <coughs> Paddy Barnes, this was in the whole, in the midst of the whole, when I was trying to get that fight of Paddy. Yeah. Like I genuinely looked at Rosales like, I'd beat him. Mm-hmm. Like say if you give me a now, I'd beat him. Like, like that was in my head, whether it's true or not. Yeah. That's one thing. But then what I can control is, so I couldn't control getting the ring Rosales at that point when he was world champion XYZ. Yeah. But what I could control is when I get offered three opponents, I want the hardest one. I want mm-hmm. the one that looks best. I want the one that's got the, the better wins. I want the one that's got the highest box rec points. Mm-hmm. Like, however, I, I, I want something. When you pick three, I want my manager to go away from this conversation or, and I want my promoter to go away from this conversation thinking he could have had an easy opportunity then. He didn't take it. Mm-hmm. That's why I was always calling everyone out. I was always willing to fight anyone every level on the way up and no one was willing to face me. That's why we had to go international. So... With that then, it brings in the conversation of the sort of delusion of the fighter, right? And the delusion of... It's a pandemic, it really is. Yeah, right? Because like you, you have that, you wouldn't call it, you don't call it delusion now because you call it faith, confidence, belief in yourself. But I always find it really interesting that like, <clears throat> what happens when you are a fighter and you're not at the level of Sonny Edwards, but you believe that you are? Then you, do you, to to I, I class myself as world level. Yeah. I class myself as elite. Yeah, I've not proved my resume of being elite yet. Mm-hmm. I've beaten some very good fighters. Yeah, and some and some good fighters, mm-hmm. some average fighters, and some poor fighters. But I, in my heart, believe I'm elite in the sense of there's not one person that I'm not getting the ring with in my mm-hmm. in my weight class that I'm not feeling confident with. I might not necessarily beat everyone all the time, mm-hmm. but I think I'm that elite where I can be competitive against anyone that waits above as well. Mm-hmm. But for mm-hmm. the people that for the people that aren't there, like that think they're there, like everyone thinks they're something. Like who who is who is the duty of care with with your team? Is it your team? Is it your coach? Is it your management? Your promotion? Your friends? You know who who are the people who should stand in at that point and say you're not at the level. That you think you are. No, but it's not or about do that. you do because, that? Do you know why? Because levels in boxing are everything, but at the same time, they're nothing. Yeah. Right? And the way I look at it is, no matter who I'm getting in the ring with next, I could get matched up against a 0 and 35 kid. Mm-hmm. That's n- the pure journeyman. Yeah? But if I genuinely think in my head, because of X, Y, and Z, if I think in my head, for any other reason, then we've spent a few rounds together and I have got to grasp of your boxing ability. Mm-hmm. If I think anything else makes me the definite winner over you, that's the first way, up, that's the quickest route to the bottom. Yeah. Like, so just for example, yeah. My brother fought Carl Williams, right? Charlie was a former world champion. Carl Williams an English level, mm-hmm. Englishish level, British level maybe. But two weights above what Charlie won the world title at. Charlie boxed him in his head, was going in there. A, a relatively easy fight. He won it, clear. There was no argument. There was never, not a million years. But the kid had a couple of good rounds. 
-hmm. But because Charlie in his head thought that was impossible, when it was happening, like, it knocked his, it wobbled his head a little bit. Yeah. And what I always say to fighters is, you don't think your levels or say your levels, you show levels, you get in the ring, because everyone has got two arms and everyone's got two legs. Some of the hardest rounds I could remember back to my, like, in sparring and stuff, and even in some fights, are the people that I should be way better than. Mm -hmm. So why are they giving me harder rounds? Then every time I jump in against the ones that are, oh, no, this is a good kid, Sonny, I'm standing them on the head. And I've recognised that from a young age. And what that got, taught me is complacency. It's always complacency. The, mo the moment you lose the eye of the tiger, mm -hmm. the moment you think... Like, this person can't hurt me. Oh, yeah. this person can't beat me. This person can't... Like, no, they really can. Like, boxing, we've seen some of the biggest shocks last year. The history of boxing, there's shocks. When two people are having a fight, yeah. like, I could go on a straightener outside and get cleaned out by someone the same size as me, same weight as me, that's never had a fight in their life. That's not impossible to happen. Mm -hmm. So respect the ambition. Respect the... Uh, the resilience... Respect the tenacity of any of the opponents you're getting matched in with, whether you think they're good, whether you think they're bad, whether you think this is an easy touch. Like, because mm. the moment you start f going down that garden path, then you want all the fighters to make you look good. You yeah. don't want no hard tests. You want the hype train to keep going. Like, you want all of these things. But then eventually, on the step up, you're going to pick someone that you fought because you might have watched one or two of their fights. You looked at him get beat by him or lost to him or did it like you you might just look at their record. Now Harvey Horn's the perfect example, right? So shout out to um recent show say uh show saver cosign. Yes. Um, <laughs> We're gonna go on to show savers. Fadili Majid, <laughs> um the Tanzanian terror. But I know this yeah, because yeah. I've heard it facts that it was only on the Wednesday or something or the Tuesday of Harvey's fight week with, oh no, he boxed in the middle of the week, I think. Let me move this so in. it was only about a week before his fight or less mm -hmm. that he found out the opponent that he's getting in the ring with in a matter of days mm -hmm. isn't just a 27 at the time and 20 and 14 journeyman that lost to Paul Butler, lost to Selby, lost to. Might have beat all these random Africans, in, 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 in his opinion. But he only found out, like, four or five days before the fight that Fadili had put down Selby twice because he didn't do his research properly. Do you know? Because he just looked at the numbers on BoxRec, who he'd lost to, who he'd ving. Yes. He overlooked that. And I know for a fact, because I know Harvey very well, that his ass fell out at that time because he went, oh, he put Selby... I watched his interview, you know what I mean? Whereas mentioning me doing all right against Moriti, a 13 year unbeaten two times world champion hadn't lost since since Nanita Denaire done him on a cart 13 years previously um, I did alright against an old man and he got knocked out by a kid that I manage now so yeah which leads well, us well, on well 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 help manage he's one of one of, one of, one of our co-signs which leads us on to your new project yeah, well, I'm, a project. Yeah, so I'm you a part. Lee yeah, me, Lee, and Tom Stalker. Oh yes, right. Um, so no people have, involved, so yeah, involved, people so. I've known with a fair few years. Mm -hmm. um, even boxed on some of these shows. I used to train and live pretty much with Tom over in Marbella, yeah. learning from the amateur days. Um, 
Yeah, like a lot of fighters. So what is the concept of show savers for, for anyone that doesn't know or isn't aware of it? Well, it's kind of like what it says in the tin. We are there yes, to, I know to... this, but it's a podcast, so let's explain yeah, to the people. Yeah. Show savers are here show to save savers. shows. It's very cleverly SHO. Yeah. I'm the face. <laughs> um, um, but what, what was the idea behind it, or what is, you know, because journeymen. Not the, just journeymen, no. One, one, first of all, we're right, getting. See, there you go. First of, all, first of all, we're getting rid of that term because it is true. Yes. But these are away fighters. They're fighters that typically are only losing because they're getting two, three days' notice. Not only mm-hmm. losing, but. They get two, three days notice. They're never fighting at the right weight because yeah. the lightweights will always get the super featherweights up. The yeah. duh will always get them up. Mm-hmm. The, apart from the flyweights, we have to get them the, the bantamweights down. You know, yeah. See how it's funny on the other side? Yeah. So we don't knock no one out. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but we just want the away fighters. We want proper fighters. And if you look at seven, I don't want to misquote myself, seven or six of the eight announced signers we've got have all got winning records. Yeah. All got winning records. So... More like I know in America it's kind of used as a, an offensive phrase, but I, as a boxer, don't see it as one. Club fighters, mm-hmm. fighters that are ready to pick up the phone and go and fight. Do you know what I mean? So what do they mean by club fighters? Like, well, like club fighters are people that fight not on the TV shows. They're fighting on on the. Uh, they're like, oh, he's a club fighter in America. It means like, okay. kind of like he's a journeyman, but he's not. Like a Gabe okay. Rosado at some point probably would have been mm-hmm. a club fighter. Yeah, but now obviously he's got a big name. So it's trying to. T- if I'm right, it's what you're trying to do is take the stigma away from the like away corner or the journeyman or the club fighter. I think a lot of people think when they hear jo- journeyman, they I think don't really it's care. just like some dud that's been thrown in there. Yeah, yeah, I know. But when typically not only one, especially if you like small hall boxing, yeah, most of the time, probably eight times out of ten, maybe seven times out of ten, mm-hmm. in a fight you see the the local fighter, all his fans jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, Fancy kit. You see the the away corner with his little Lonsdale no no logo kit. But who do you think they're just walking out the ring with more money? Seven or eight times out of ten. Well, this is true. Yeah. So really, they are the winner. <laughs> they might have lost the fight, but they might have come here to lose the fight. Yeah. But that's all by the by. That's how boxing. But what yeah. what what our concept is? We want fighters that want to fight. Yes. We have a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. A lot of opportunities with me. Lee and yeah. Tom Stalker we've got a lot of connects in boxing mm-hmm. um, obviously Lee and Tom are with MTK so they've got yeah. a wealth of yeah, knowledge but not and just experience that, but not just that because them. through being a promoter mm-hmm. Lee has worked with all the other promoters making fights yeah. and so we're well positioned in world boxing mm-hmm. and Lee's obviously dealt with opponents from all over the world so we're signing like we're signing setups as well with like uh, like a group of fighters, yeah, that we can use mm-hmm. and and use on our on a, on our on our database on a, on our books. So let me you know ask I mean? you, I can understand why Lee and Tom would want to get involved in a project like this. Why does a current world champion want to get involved in a project like this? So I've always wanted nothing but boxing mm-hmm. as my life. Like I don't see what I do as a job. Mm-hmm. I don't see coming here speaking to you. I don't see the training session I've just done. I don't see getting up and doing the strength conditioning tomorrow. I don't see any of that mm-hmm. as a job. So my goal when I really look at it and set back is from now, since I've turned 18, I've never had a job. Mm-hmm. I'm 26 now, just turned. Um, 
I've never needed a job. I've also, bear in mind, I've also never relied on no one. I've never been dependent on no one. Like, I've had myself since I was 18. I left London to move to Sheffield mm -hmm. and I've had myself. Um, but boxing's allowed me to do that. At first it was like uni, scholarship, GB, that. Then it was turned pro and go down that route. But boxing's given me one a good lifestyle as well. Like, mm -hmm. I've experienced a lot of things that... Mm, most 26-year-old, 25, 26-year-olds probably wouldn't have had the chance to experience just yet. Mm -hmm. I've seen the things, I've seen the places. Um, like I'm living a good existence. Like, I'm really kind of happy with how it's all working out. Got two beautiful kids um, that I'm providing for, and more than providing for. Mm -hmm. They're excelling. Um, but my only, not my only, maybe, but my real level of expertise in this world is boxing. I've been doing this since I was nine years old. So what's that? 17 years yes so it's over 17 years 17 years I've, I've i've been doing boxing for and nothing else do i proper submerge myself in like i go to all the shows i can get to yeah which is which is actually boxing. genuinely you do i, do. You are, I always I like mean. even small little shows where yeah. i'm like doing the graft i'm like every, Sonny? no but every like even out of camp i'll go to a boxing show and say if i'm on the partying mentality i'll just yeah. go do it over there like, <laughs> but when I'm not, when I'm, when, but when I'm in camp, when I'm in camp, mm -hmm. I'm out of 10, 12 weeks. And genuinely, the moment I'm in camp, no, no nightclub, no bar, no social setting sees mm -hmm. me. But when there's, when I'm looking, I'm, I'm fighting in 12 weeks. Oh, there's this card, that card, that. I'm yeah. going that one. I'm going that one. I'm going that Just one. To keep you occupied. In it's my sense. Saturdays. It's my Saturdays. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. that's like right. my break. Yeah. The week before I booked Mama, the week. Well, you were, you were climbing like, their railings, yeah, were you not? So, so Lindenbox Yard. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah, I course, weren't missing yeah. that. So yeah. I finished my training, drove down, mm -hmm. watched it. We drove back that yeah. night at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning. The next day, mm -hmm. it was my son's birthday. I was at his house with Paw Patrol bouncing up and down. Then we went to the play center and I was the big kid that was in there running around, playing with all the other, da -da 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 -da, yeah. running around, playing tag, whatever. And then the next day, I'm flying to Dubai. So he, let me, let me. Look, but we, we, you had a question from before that we haven't got back to. Why does Sonny Edwards want to do it? Um, why does Sonny Edwards want to do it, right? And we will get back to that. But what I will ask you very, very quickly is not that, not that you were going to Dubai and I was like, there's a possibility that he could lose because of every faith in you. But do you recognize that if you had lost that fight, the first thing boxing Twitter would have said, he shouldn't have been down at Lyndon's fight. He shouldn't have been doing this. He shouldn't have been doing that. He should have been conserving his energy. He like he, he didn't take that world title fight seriously. Um, but it's just me though. And I had this conversation with my manager. Yeah. My manager who's managed me my whole career. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't there um, in Dubai. He had another fighter. Yeah, yeah this is Anto, yeah. Yeah, Anto, shout Anto. And he went, I couldn't really, I was, it was, I was trying to get hold of it. And he went, but in like the third, second or third round, I thought he was a bit tired. Yeah. And I went, all I was sat there was thinking, that's because he's gone Lyndon's fight. I told him he shouldn't, like, he told, <laughs> bear in mind, he's the one that sorts my tickets out. Yeah. He was also telling me not to go. And I was yeah. like, yeah. Can you understand me, that? You understand it was I fair, understand fair it. show. Yeah. I can understand it. Yeah. But the way I am, I don't overthink anything. I mean, they tried flying me out on the Friday to Dubai to give myself to acclimatize. Yeah. I said, no, can I fly out on the Monday so mm. I can be there for my son's birthday? Which, which I, was on I can appreciate that. Most most fighters wouldn't have done that. That is true. They wouldn't, and a lot don't. My brother was like, "Wow, do, I can't do, believe you did that." Do you? Would you? I know how important Chance and Bobby are to you. Uh, look, everyone's children are important to them, but you, 
are always someone who's like they really are at the top of your priority list would you have you know the thought of not being there for their birthdays is that just a non-negotiable for you or were you because it's gonna happen for the monday no it's gonna it's gonna happen um when I they they try booking my flights and I just asked the question, mm-hmm. is there any chance I can fly late Sunday yeah. or on Monday? Mm-hmm. Any chance? If there's no, then like sorry, chance, sorry, Bob's, I'm 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 gonna have to go. Yeah. And this is how I'm providing for you. So mm-hmm. there's that, but there will be them times that come up. Of course. And there has been times when I've missed stuff because of boxing. Mm-hmm. Plenty of times. So if there's any time that I can't miss, like I cannot miss something big, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. He'll Even like, like like I said, it, all I had to do was just be a bit more. Everyone was going, oh, what about time zone difference, climate in, just. Mm-hmm. And my answer is the same. I'm a fighter. I don't buy into or care about any of the external things. I've had to prepare and plan for fights with serious injuries. Mm-hmm. I've had to plan and prepare for fights with babies coming. I've had to plan and prepare for fights with everything in between. So. Do you really think now I'm going to lose a fight I was going to win just because I flew out there a day later? Like, for me, I think that's... You see, you're crazy even suggesting it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Some people do do that sort of thing. Yeah. But all I'm saying is, one, when I was younger, uh, when I was a pro in my second fight, when I boxed Brett Fido, I flew in from Marbella to Spain, landed at four o'clock, which is a three-hour flight. Yeah. And I was fighting by eight, by eight o'clock at night. Against at night? At night against an opponent who the day before was a different opponent at 51 kilos and now today the opponent's changed and he's 55 kilos do you kind of buzz off that that i can do anything yeah are you like bring on, what do you think let's go where do you think i get my inner belief from well, not from people telling me i'm good not from me telling this. myself I'm we good. talk about this in interviews and we also talk about it outside of interviews when we're just chatting about your self-belief and like because it, it's an area that I'm extremely interested in because I believe that like you know if you plant a seed in a child's mind from a very early age that they can do something or that they can't do something and you instill that in them every day time and time mm-hmm. again until they're adults they will believe that like with subconsciously or consciously whatever it is right and your self-belief is like it's nice and I suppose it's because you have the skill set to back it up that I always felt that whether people love you or hate you, they can never deny your skill and they have to appreciate the level of self-belief that you have. Mm. And to have that like unwavering belief in yourself, like I, maybe I appreciate it more because I'm in a position where I have to have self-belief in times of stuff that I do. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's not, sure. it's not easy for me to like, you know, if I want, to, if I wake up this morning and go, I don't think I can. Is that you know, that's yours, yeah. And the second one is yours, is there. What boy? I <laughs> like I can't. You know, especially when I'm doing stuff on TV. Like, there's moments where, you know, you might doubt yourself that you, you might get nervous or like, what well, if I can't do and it's live or, you know, obviously it's a little bit different than like getting into ring and having to fight. But there's still a, a level of belief that you need in yourself or a confidence. Yeah, for sure. So I can appreciate it. Do you know what I mean? And but that- I can have these I can have these conversations with people that aren't boxers and usually the same sort of thing. We always root back to the same sort of like the same sort of point, the whole crooks, whatever it is. Go like on. And it's the way I see the world anyway. Like boxing's my thing. 
it's 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 how you see the world that is yeah, where it's a different perspective yeah that is where it actually lies is that like you see the world in a very unique way that i don't think a lot of people do and like i said boxing is my thing right yeah so boxing is something that i have dedicated 17 years trained regularly didn't really have many as a kid i never had no breaks we used to fight win a championship on mm-hmm. a sun, saturday sunday we didn't have a, we didn't miss training we'd go to monday take our trophies or da, 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 da. we'd be in the gym do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what we was on. Our dad was like Sergeant Major. We was we was on mm. it. Um, and even now, I don't like standing at the gym too much when I when I when I fought. Um, so I've spent seventeen years, countless, countless hours. So like, say if I train three hundred days a year, yeah, for an hour or two, yeah, times that by seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. And then now you genuinely think, yeah. No, let, let's be serious. You genuinely think, yeah, that no matter what happens, I could get knocked out by the first punch in my next fight. Yeah. You genuinely think that anything that any of these people, but boxing's not their thing. Yeah. It might be an interest. Mm-hmm. It might be something they like watching. It might just be something they like tweeting about. Mm-hmm. But you think something, because if it was their thing, I would know who they are. I would know these people that are talking to me because boxing is your thing the same way as mine. Yes. Like the conversations I've had with people when they've been boxing for 20, 30 years mm-hmm. like will be very, very different to a conversation I'm going to have with someone that started watching boxing after AJ White or, yeah. or McGregor Mayover. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So first of all, it's like, I don't think really anyone is qualified, especially outside of the boxing domain, to tell me better than I should know about boxing. Yeah, but don't don't be wrong. I encourage it, and I I want you speaking about it, and I want everyone speaking about it. Why do you think people don't click on to like why I reply to the things I reply to, why I don't reply to the things I don't reply to? But like, I'll reply to someone being horrible to me, and then I'll start a tweet thread that goes on for days. That goes on for days. Like I guarantee, if I look at my Twitter now, there'll be two, three people arguing. Yeah, and I've not tweeted them any of them. They're just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. My concern for you in that, people love it, but it is like I always think of your energy conservation. Now, knowing you, I know that you're able for it, and you love the, you know, the back and forth of it, and I know you love because this, this, you know, getting a one up on someone, or you know, like, or you having your moments. And you're so good at it. That's why so many people are tuned in to see you do your thing on Twitter. But I do, as your friend, like sit back and go, is that a waste of your energy? Maybe, but when my energy, like, like okay, this is a perfect example. I don't make myself too much. I was with someone the other day. Just not the other day, a few, a few weeks, a few months, whatever, yeah? Yeah. And I've just had a full-blown back and forward Posting pictures of them on Instagram, proper <laughs> full on, yeah, blows people laughing. One of the things I got blocked, uh, not blocked, reported, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> half an hour this had been going on. This person is just on their phone next to me. It clicks, yeah, what's going on? They had no idea from the conversation we was having, from what we was doing, watching the uh, watching the film. Da-da-da-da-da. My mannerisms, my the way I was. So you weren't. They had you weren't no on any stress. Idea. No, this. But this is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, like okay. this is all like I'm literally <laughs> sat like this, <laughs> and then my phone goes down and I forget like 
half the time I forget about what I tweet. I just yeah. tweet reactive and reactive. Duh, duh, duh. Like, just to whatever. Like, it's just funny to me. Yeah. But going back, and the reason why I find it so easy to not let it affect my energy, to have my self confidence, and to not let other people's opinions really sway what I do, who I do it with, when I do it, etc., is because and some people may see this as a bad thing. Some might people see this as a negative or a pessimistic thing. But you see, in this world, no one really cares, Lydia. No one really cares. People care about themselves. Yes. People care about the people that they love. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, everything else is just a mild bit of interest that will move the emotion needle only slightly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Only slightly. But people want to feel something. So for me to be memorable, I help and encourage them to feel something on me. Either like that I'm a little dick or or dislike me and a big range of in between. But no one really cares. Like, they might put out their opinion, but the moment that they've stopped opinioning mm-hmm. and now their wife's giving them a headache because they didn't take out the bins, what's more of a, a pressing matter to them? Like, I know a lot of these Twitter trolls. Like, they started off trolling me and now, like, I'm friends with a few of them. Because these people, even though they might say some out there stuff, but the way I look at them a bit more is, like, like dark comedy. Like, so they might say something completely, like, like let's like, say, for example, one thing I can just remember. Yeah. Something about... Oh, Sonny's mum's the queen of Chernobyl or something like that. Yeah. Some along those lines. Yeah. When pe- when you retweet stuff and your mum is involved or your children are involved, that's when but, I'm like, but like now I'm getting involved. No, but and at I the same, to, I have to sit on my hands and be like, no, it's not your. No, but at the same, it. but at the same time, like, especially when it's someone that like they're public with it. So like when Woodhouse did it, I was laughing yeah, double because. I've got them that mad, yeah. That they've they've, that they've risked, drawn for that. that they've gone and done something that can potentially negatively affect <laughs> yeah. them. So so when they take it to them levels, I just think I've got you. you know what I mean? Which I goes think... back to your bulletproof mindset. Which goes back to the fighting mindset and like the self belief. It's because, like this like I said, no one really cares. Like again. It's like no one cares. No one cares. It's just like, you know, I don't know how many times that I've said, Sonny, he just does not give a bollocks. And you genuinely don't. There's so many people that you meet in this industry that like, they're like, I don't give a bollocks about that. But they really do. And they really do care. But you actually don't. The way I've set myself up here, someone's like, so when 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 I speak big and I speak confidently, the one thing I usually get is, oh, you're setting yourself up for a big fall. Yeah. Do not think I up the stakes on a purpose. I want to up the stakes to the highest that they can be. I'm not, I'm not a disrespectful boxer, I wouldn't like to think. So I don't just start back and forwards for no reason, mm-hmm. ever. Look at my fights. I've had one fight that we built up, and that's because they started it, and that was Ryan Farag. Then apart from that, I match energy. Like my person in real life, whatever energy you come with me, I reciprocate. Mm-hmm. And I usually add a little bit on top. So if you're good to me, I like being good to you, and I like being a little bit better. Mm-hmm. See, if you're a dick to me, I like being a dick to you, but I like being a little bit worse. Do you know what I mean? I can like... you ever claw back? If you're a dick, if someone is a dick to you, can they ever claw back into yeah. the good books? Yeah. yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, it's, just, it's, how you, it's how you take all of this. Like, it's how you take it. Like, if you're disrespecting me, like, expect to feel disrespected. Don't get me wrong, that's not to say that at sometimes I don't look back in hindsight and think... I was a bit harsh. Maybe a bit harsh, or do you know what? I didn't need to say that. Yes. Like, 
Like, so one. Well, that's good. That's yeah, good but that, that but you have that internal my, dialogue. But one thing I will say is I knew myself at the time wanted to say it. And that's why I don't beat myself up or be too hard on myself. Do you know what I mean? I might think, probably shouldn't have. Not that I probably shouldn't have. Because I can say anything I want and no one will ever stop yeah. me. Like, I'm not one of these that are trying to get into the world of political correctness, being a, a BBC face and da 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 da, -da. Mm -hmm. If anything, I avoid that. I've had BBC trying to get me on for two different features. Mm. And I've kind of just, no, I have completely ignored them, even to the point of one of them messaging my sister and that, like... Does that annoy you that media or journalists would contact your family members who are not really involved in your career? No, not really, because I think they had like a mutual of a mutual, so it was a message passed for a message, you know okay. what I mean? Um, but, but that would infuriate me if somebody contacted me like, my what, family what, what, members. What I'm saying is, is like, I'm not one of them people that craves fame. I'm not one of those people that even craves attention. Like people think I do. You're good at it. You're good at the fame yeah, thing. No, but that's just me being myself. Like, but because I'm being myself, I can come here and be myself. I can mm. go on iPhone and be myself. I can even go on BT. And yes, I might be a suited up and a bit more mm. presentable and trying to word things in a certain way just so the audience that's watching can receive what I'm trying to say. Um, like, I'm still being myself. Like, I still wouldn't, oh, just because I was sat in a BT chair, be singing up all the praises, da 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 Like, if I felt something was right, I'd say it. If I felt something was wrong, I'd say it. Yeah. Just who I am, whether people like it or not, or get annoyed at it. I'm doing a job that I'm there to do. But because I'm not, like, I have no, like, if I could just sort of do boxing very, very well and elite and just be known just to boxers. Mm-hmm. I would like, but to, just to boxers and and boxing fans. Yeah. But that's like all the boxing fans is what I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying yeah. to get to as high as I can. Yeah. But like, so yeah, be, your superstar being a, status, being a global and, icon or like you know globally recognized, you you don't want to transcend your sport, is what you mean. Like, look, we, if we look at, for perfect example is Conor. Conor McGregor has transcended oh, MMA. come off it. How am I ever going to transcend boxing to, like... Well, you could very easily. You no could very way. easily. Like, like, there is superstars. We have some superstars. Do, do we you, have well, some here's superstars. Here's a question for you. Do, in terms of the, the legacy that Conor McGregor has created for himself within MMA, just MMA now, just the sport and his skill set in it, compared to Sonny Edwards' skill set and what you've achieved in this sport, do you think that you've, you wouldn't, on the basis of that, that you wouldn't be able to transcend? Oh, not snap, but we're not talking about skills, like, because... Like, yeah, but I'm trying to understand why you wouldn't Conor think McGregor that you... Because I'm trying to think point. why you wouldn't think that you couldn't transcend boxing if Conor has transcended MMA. Which I don't want to do all that suck, sucky-uppy shit. Like, I don't want to do any of that making sure you rub up to the right people. I don't want to do any of that, make sure you always say the right things. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do all of that, get a social media manager to be running in your ad campaign. Like, like all of that is, 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 is energy. Do you know when you're talking about wasted energy? Yes. That to me would be a waste of energy. Okay. I'm talking like, I don't want to have to make sure, okay, for this brand, I'm posting eight times a month. This brand I'm doing. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Like, I like being very picky and juicy of what I do. Mm -hmm. And when I do it, like, I'm always there, I'm thereabouts. But again, in boxing, you know what I mean? In boxing. Um, but skill-wise, I think I'm up there with as talented as any fighter 
that exists right now and in my head that has ever existed because I'm, I'm still young i'm still coming yeah. through like i'm still developing and maturing and progressing all the time mm-hmm. it's just that i got to world level before i managed to you know do my whole some people spend 15 years getting to world level from ages 32 to like 35 they're at world level mm-hmm. if that or they're big money fights and then they just disappear off into the sunset mm-hmm. i've jumped at world level early and i don't want to be there for a long time and that's how i'll get my legacy of greatness in boxing mm-hmm. but you gotta remember i'm a flyweight i'm five foot three and i'm like marmite so i'm not ever gonna be the the poster boy i'm never gonna be the most marketable person and really the biggest cards i'll be on i won't even be the biggest name on the card mm. but i have like every other one everyone else in boxing i have a role an important role to play in boxing i one thing i do think i'm doing i do think i'm sort of bringing the interest in a big way to the flyweight scene yeah not just me we've got some others but until i've arrived there was never ever no talk of this champion fighting that champion. But bear in mind, my brother was there just a bit before, so I know, like, mm-hmm. my brother was trying to make unification fights happen. No one else was. Like, everyone was just sort of in their own lane, um, trying to sort of, like, build up steady and steady away. But, like, me, like, my intentions of boxing and my world title reign are clear. My world title reigns, hopefully, I have more in the future. That's what proper fights. I, like, if I, I would get more out of myself with a retirement of a, a record of, like, 35 wins four losses but you know when people say do you know sonny he fought anyone mm-hmm. he went up weight to fight the best as well like these are the things that i want on my record not oh yeah it doesn't have to be our oh, sonny was fought you know but oh he didn't fight him at this time and he didn't fight him and yeah oh, i know he, he kind of didn't fight him and he moved down instead of fight. like i don't want that if if as soon as the general public of who i know that watches me and my divisions and like are calling for a fight that's the fight i want like because you think if you're getting excited for the fight believe me i will get more excited than mm-hmm. any of you lot ready to watch it trust me which brings me back to what we're talking about full circle in here but going back to when we're talking about um the show savers project you know you want to be involved in boxing do you feel then you know when i say to you why why are you doing that you're at arguably the pinnacle of your career now you're like a, a, a world champion you've just defended your, your title you know you have this huge big fight that's coming up um it's like such an exciting time for you an important time for you in terms of your career and you're choosing to what i would view it as give back in a way you're no using... that's crazy because i'm uh, like let me say it first yeah, before you jump in let, let, let's not make out doing charity work is what no i'm not saying charity work but it's like a thing of you don't have to do this now you know, you don't have to put your time and your energy into highlighting guys who maybe don't have the profile, that, that definitely don't have the profile that you do. Like wanting to do that. And I'm saying this to you because I want to ask you the question of, do you feel that you have, you owe something to boxing? Do you feel in like some, there is a service that you owe to boxing? I don't feel like how, I owe anything how well to, you've done this? I don't feel like I owe anything to boxing. What I do say is that boxing owes a lot to us that we never see. And when I say us, I don't mean me. Because like like we've said earlier, I've had a good... I'm doing all right. Yeah. Yeah? But I meet and see and spend time and become friends with and become family with and everything in between. Boxers every day, Mm -hmm. right? 
And boxing is very good to very few people. And there's a lot of fighters that deserve so much more than what they're getting. With me, my thing is, my my outlook of boxing is give someone an opportunity and it's on them what they do with it. Obviously, like, boxing is like WWE wrestling. Yeah. Like, with all the scripts to a certain degree, with all the narratives that they paint. Like, I started seeing that as I was getting up the ranks a bit more. Like, you realise that all the interviews that you're doing, they're all asking you kind of, like, swayed questions to certain things to paint the narrative of the whole picture. Do you know, as yeah. I got up to, like, the world titles and... Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, OK, well, this explains it. And after, you know, watching countless interviews and, like and how the press conferences, they might be real, they might be yeah. like kind of fabricated, they might just be like improv sessions, you know, like just take it as far as you can to sell the fight. Um, but like so many fighters just don't get the opportunities, like at all, they don't get any opportunities, like and any opportunities they do get, everything's stacked against them. Mm. Um, will I be able to come straight in? Am I trying to just completely change that narrative? No, not necessarily. I think boxing's got levels, and I'm right, this little small thing at the bottom, I'm just a boxer. If, yeah, world champion, it sounds nice, but I'm just a one boxer. Um, and now, obviously, we, I'm involved in this management company, mm-hmm. um, Show Savers. But mine, it's, it's, it's more just like, there's fighters, like take the Isomba, for example. Mm-hmm. We fought 18 months ago. Uh, the relationship that it appears that you both have now is... Sure. I like him. But like, yeah. you got to remember, dial it back, when did I fight in 2020? Dial it back eight years previous. Mm-hmm. I was sat in, I'm pretty sure I ring walked one of them and it was either Paddy or it was a Samba. But I was sat there at the Olympic Games watching Paddy Barnes beat a Samba mm. and then finding out the next day a Samba and the rest of the Cameroon team has defected into the UK. Yeah. And then the next year, or two years later, I seen him fight in the ABA finals. He got injured. He couldn't even move one of his legs. And he just, just got beat by Harvey Horn. Mm-hmm. Just. And then, like, from that, so I've, I've been onto him for a long time. And then I've watched his career. And I've always known him to be a good fighter. And then I fought him. It was probably my hardest test up to, up to that point, record-wise, no. And even if you look at the scorecard, probably one of the closest fights. Yeah. And the fights that gave me a few of the more tricky, interesting times when we're both catching each other. And then because of that, I brought him in for my sparring for Maruti. Mm-hmm. I fought him for the IBF in the stepping stone towards Maruti because I thought, yeah, okay, he might be a southpaw, he might be orthodox. But strong African, older than me, I was just sort of trying to... And they can both fight that fuck, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously Maruti, elite. But some are very good fighter. Just again, when you're constantly getting fighters, and not only that, do you know, do you know, do you know what it is? Yeah, right. Sorry, talking about Samba. Because he's like, he's like my main. Sorry for all the other show savers, but he's like yeah, my exactly. main. Like, I want to do something with him. He's training in our gym. Well, I'll get oh, into that so, part. So yeah. I'll get into that part. Right, okay, okay. Let me just. I'm just talking to Samba <laughs> for a bit. Um, then brought him in from Maruti. Did about sixty something rounds with me. Paid sparring partner. Yeah. Was there when I needed him, done all the rounds I needed him to, proper spot on, like a proper good guy as well. Um, and then over the, the periods in between that fight and the, getting the mama, he just sort of reached out to me like, oh, would would you know anyone that would be interested in a change? Like I've 
probably got a few years left and I just want to shake it How up a little bit. How old is he now? He's... <sighs> 31, is he? I think 31, 32. Yeah. I think he might have just turned around that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have a few years left. Um, but I just want a little change up and I've got straight onto the phone to Grant. What I thought was the same thing that he thought with Pierce, who's, who's yeah. my he's my assistant coach. Yeah. And Somber, Goodian? Pierce Goodian, Goodian, yeah. yeah. He was an amateur with us as well, mm-hmm. um, like before I joined. So years ago, he's been he's been in Silver City for years. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, so I brought him over, um, and he loves it in our gym. And do you know what the sad thing is? And <laughs> I don't wanna, I don't wanna, yeah, I don't wanna, <laughs> I don't wanna, and I genuinely, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, yeah. I don't want to talk down or disrespect anyone else that's been involved in his um, boxing career previously yeah. when I say what I say next. Um, but because obviously I understand boxing, so I understand what happens, and it's not even a personal thing. People have lives, yeah? yeah. Just we're lucky that in our gym we take things so, so seriously that whether you're an amateur, whether you're a somba, whether you're me, you hit the sessions. You, you do your responsibilities. The trainers are there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sparring is there every week. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like we have a proper setup. We have strength and conditioning. We have everything in house. Yeah. Um, and I was I was speaking to somebody over Christmas. We went on a night out. Um, and but it's it's the first time he's since he's been in the UK. He's like it's now he's like reminds him of when he used to love boxing when he was in Cameroon. You know when he was oh, um, no, but do you know when do you know do you know no, but it, it is a sad. Do you know what? It is quite a sad. It is quite a sad story, yeah. And I hope you don't think I'm talking too much, Nick. Because obviously, I, I would never do that. Like, but no, but it's he's, like when yeah. he had the whole setup and he had goals and he had ambition. Like he loved boxing. He goes, "That's when I was good." That's what he says. He goes, "That's when I was good, really good." Bear in mm-hmm. mind, Somba was an elite, af- uh, elite yeah. amateur. Mm-hmm. He had over a hundred fights, and I think he lost less than seven or something. Like. He was very, 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 very good. Like he was, a, he was like one of the best African fighters. But again, because yeah, it's circumstance yeah, and everything that um, comes with it. But now he's in a place where he's being shown genuine love and genuine like people that care for him. Do you know what I mean? In the sense of boxing, he bites people up and spits them out. That's typically what it does. Life does that anyway. Yeah. So like this is what I'm saying. I'm not trying to talk down on any of the other places that involve involve Thomas. Because this is life, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Thomas isn't a massive earner, so how much time can they put to him? Da-da-da-da-da. But we're just lucky, but we had to set up, and now he's like my training partner. Yeah. So we train at the same times. So then, if we want to spar, we can spar. Like he done, he like for the whole mama camp. Bear in mind, it was two of them because of what happened, and I had to get another camp. Yeah. Like he was there. Like he did all my round sparring. He did da 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 da. So like. I'm just simply looking at it from a perspective of if I can do anything to help this man, like I'm going to. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a which is my point that I'm making about you. In that, like, you know, there's a lot more to you than what boxing Twitter sees. Yeah, but boxing. You've got a big heart. You've got a big heart. Is what I'm saying. Like this is what I mean. It's like you know, you're like, oh, like I, you know, yeah, like don't care. Going to just call you on this, but at the very back of it, like you have such this love and care for boxing and sport and the people that are in it. No, but again, I've already, I've already said my mentality. If someone's good to me, I like to be better than them. If someone's good to me, I like. Yeah, no, but what, what I'm saying is, anyone that's good to me and I can see that they're good to me yes. I want to be better like, I, I want 
Like, oh, you've done that for me. Because I've had so many people in my life that... Because I'm always quite the... But I'm not even going to say what I do for people. I never need to, yeah? yeah? But anyone that knows me knows. And anyone that I've done stuff for knows the type of person I am. And that's why I've got a lot of the same friends around me. Yeah. I'm friends with a lot of the people I've fought with. I've I managed two of them now. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So like when, I'm when... not a bad... Like, I'm not inherently a bad person. People think I'm this, that, because they see one or two things about no. me. But... Like I said, if if someone so so Thomas, I thank him so much, yeah, for a lot of things, and him still being in the gym is bringing me on so much, like, mm-hmm. like, so so much because I fought him, I've got the mentality of when I was in the ring of him in a fight, I can now bring that into my spars, I can mold him into one, then I can get confidence about doing that against someone mm-hmm. of that level against someone in a ring again. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like Absolutely. for me, logic is everything. Do you know what I mean? Logic mm-hmm. is, okay, this happened. Blah, blah, blah. I know it doesn't always work like that, but that's how my, my trailer thought runs. Thanks. And me knowing how good a sombra is, knowing how tough he is, knowing how tricky he is, knowing how strong he is. And then some things like that I can maybe pull off in a spa or da 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 It gives me a, a great deal of confidence going mm-hmm. forward. Not only that, I can learn a lot of things against iron sharpens iron, iron and, yeah. and genuinely and like his record's now what ten and seven, but still to this day, like he gave me a harder fight than Jason Mama did, mm. like, and outside of Maruti. And have you said this to him? Obviously, yeah, you've had, we've had so conversations. Yeah, what has he said to you? But I, ne- but I never like in our conversations. I never need to be sit there and just like complimenting him or flattering him. Like we don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. But he said stuff like he's come out to like so coming near the end of my camp, he was like, see when you're letting your shots go, you're hurting me. Like mm. you need to keep doing it. You need to have confidence to let like there's certain things, certain conversations that will go a long way from someone like that. Yeah. Because I don't just look at him as oh Thomas Somba, I've been on TV a couple of times. Like no, he has put his whole life into boxing mm-hmm. and it's just because of where he's born from. If he was a two times Olympian from the UK, let's just watch Galau's career. Yeah. Let's watch Galau's career, yeah? Uh, Somba's a two-times Olympian that beat a lot of good fighters about uh, mm-hmm. about the damage they've seen. But just because he's an African, mm-hmm. the setup's a bit different, his whole trajectory of a career will be different. I mean, his first loss was meant was like a, a spar or something that he just wrote down as a loss in France. It was it was nutty, yeah? His yeah. first ever professional loss. And then, um, then he had a little go at it. Couldn't get no support, really, in in the UK so just went on the road beat some good fighters lost mm-hmm. some good fighters like and what's funny so I've so so so, so we've as a team yeah have to yeah. be careful the wording because I'm right now I'm not a boxing manager what? I'm an, I'm I'm I haven't got my license based on what I'm trying to tell you oh yeah. right okay okay it's an saying. exclusive yeah I'm not signing uh, but no but you just have to you just have to get it and that, but you have to be a boxer yeah, for three years. Yeah, but it's what will come after. So yeah. what I'm saying so right now I'm just like a part of the company rather than a boxing manager but right. we've got two licensed boxing managers out of the three people. Yeah. So we're good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not it's not one of them ones, yeah. Um, <laughs> but already, like, in... So there was about... From, from when we signed Thomas, there was about a week before... Um, all like the Christmas and that. And there was a fight. There was a fight. I'm not going to... I'm not going to no, name... Please, let's not get everyone in trouble here. No, now. I'm not going to name anyone. But what I'm saying is, there's someone... That yeah. I was on Team GB with, so he's sort of from the same sort of class as myself. Okay. He was an undefeated fighter. Or was he? No, no, no. He's lost once um, as a pro, I think, maybe. Or might have lost since. I don't know. 
But anyway, so someone that when I got on GB was ahead of me mm-hmm. until I was on there. Okay. He was matched on a card just for Christmas, week before Christmas, yeah. And he really wanted to fight. He was asking the opponents for free and all of that. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. He was begging for a fight, wanted the fight so bad. Oh, you know, family before Christmas, all yeah. of that nonsense. He got for Thomas Asomba. Yeah. The only part, uh, we've got three, four matchmakers on it, no one else. Mm-hmm. He chose not to fight before Christmas and to fight Thomas. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. when you might think, oh, he's a this level fighter mm-hmm. because of this. The way you really look at the levels of fighters is how the other fighters around in their division deal with them. Do you know what I mean? That that's how you really work out who's who. Yeah. Why was no one in a rush to why was no one in a rush to fight him? Ah. Oh, but everyone's calling him out. Oh, okay. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's how you can sort of gauge it a little bit. So let me tell you that or ask you this then. If in a perfect world you know what you know now, you have the experience, the life experience, the boxing experience, everything, and Thomas comes to you day one, setting off on his professional career. What are you? What are you advising him to do differently than what he did? Can you? Can you look at that's it like the thing? That? No, but do you know why I don't think you can? Why? Because there's deeper, there's deeper issues of boxing that may be getting ironed out right now, with people expanding into all the other sides of Europe, yeah. Australia, people expanding into Africa now. We're seeing yeah. for the first time really ever. Yeah. But that's the world as well. The world's going back to Africa, Lydia. The world's going we back to Africa. We've got to put our tinfoil hats back on. The world's going Let's back to, go. Now the world's going back to Africa. <laughs> because because things are changing in this world. Well, I don't know. Everyone seems to be in Accra at the moment. Exactly. In Ghana. Everyone's on is, holidays there. Yeah, but people are opening their eyes to the, 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 the image of Africa that we get, get on our Western yes. TVs isn't necessarily yeah. the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But that's a whole other story for another day. But like I said, I don't think... <laughs> that's the real podcast. That's yeah, the but real I don't feel like... Because the way... It, there is things that would need to change systematically really for me to really be able to because like like i said if he was born mm-hmm. in this country or came to this country a long time ago yeah and managed to sort of be like a you know like a first or second gen here well yeah. i mean a second gen here rather so than a first i actually gen. don't understand um with team gb just say for example if somebody had come from africa a boxer from Africa and they wanted to like have their journey here like what what is the protocol for Team GB like do you have to be here for a certain amount of time before you can join Team I think it's GB? something to do with citizenship okay. I think it's something to do with citizenship right. but I think it's um then it, for other countries I'm not sure I'm not sure Typically, GB's made up of only fighters that have been born here. Yeah. Typically, or maybe move from like, I always like uh, with, with um the Irish football team for example like half of our uh, the team grown up was like UK fighters or UK yeah yeah, yeah play for, grew up in Birmingham like, and just my like great 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 grandmother was from Cork do you know what I mean well, guess what go on did you see my heritage no so don't say you're Irish are you so so I got your dad is I've met your dad your dad definitely has his Irish you think? Asked, yeah you're 100% you think yeah, I yeah, don't know about yeah. that but um no, I don't know about that, but was it not on your dad's side? Was it on your mom's side? I don't know. So my sister did it. I haven't even done it yet. You know one of them um, DNA heritage yeah. things, yeah. Yeah. And I know I'm Anglo-Saxon, so I know that you're gonna have the German, the French, the thing, da 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 da. Yeah. da. But like my breakdown was like ninety-something percent European, um, Great British and Irish, but and then and then German and French. But the uh, the Irish had roots to County Cork, 
which is weird because the four places that come up on my thing was Germany, France, County Cork, and the UK, London. And I've been to all them places. Which in, I think it's just mad. Like, I've actually been to Cork. I boxed there when I was younger. My Seriously? first fight for England. Yeah, yeah. My first and ever you know fight what? Like, in Cork. Cork is... Um, it was, somebody was talking to me about Cork with me. Anyway, so, so I was at some boxing where someone was talking to me about Cork. But actually, maybe I think... Because Dalton would have fought there. I think maybe it was Grant. That's, that's when I first met Dalton and No Grant, way, because yeah. it was actually Grant who was telling me about going to Cork. That's when I first met Grant. No. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, see. And it's all connected. See, so... I would because I'm tinfoil hat. I would be like, "This is your life purpose, your life path." All. And you know what was mad? Yeah, tying I don't into think your I, DNA. I don't think I've ever told Dalton this. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, I always had a big chip on my shoulder. Yeah, when it comes to boxing. And every time I was getting to these fight, I was get I got to a couple of finals. Yeah, lost, and that was it. No, no, no. Our little England trip. So no little this trip. How old were you at this time when you were meeting? Fifteen. Grant and Dalton? Fifteen. Fourteen. Fifteen. So but no, like, I'd I'd seen. Dalton about the circuit because yeah, he was well, a good uh, fighter well, yeah, and he'd beaten a couple of our Repton fighters whilst I was at yeah, Repton. Yes, so were you like that? Lip? No, 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 no. I thought it was cool. No, I thought it was cool. Like always, good, like good reception of Dalton. I've so you had but, your respect straight away. Yeah, you know, from from young. Like he, 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 first time I seen him, he had a mad up hair. It's like no, <laughs> oh, ma- so it's imagine like, skin with the thing that goes around the side of your head. The little mohawk thing around the back of his head. The picture of it is on the wall because when I was in there last day, I was like, that's not Dalton. Yeah, it actually yeah. looks like Grant. Yeah, there was, there was, I think there was an even worse one than that. There was, it was bad. Oh, yeah. It's really bad. So, Sorry, Dalton. It's really yeah, yeah, but no, but. You knew he could fight though, a little kind of yeah, like so that. So he didn't care. But I remember now. Nah, do you know what? This is a, this is a funny story. Now I want to get him right. Right, go on. I want to get him right. Um, oh, was it Dalton? I'm, I'm sure it was Dalton. It was Peter McGraw as well. Was the other one? Um, basically, right. So I had got to a few national finals. Yeah. And lost. When I lost, the other kid went to go do the England stuff. Da 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 da. And I didn't. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it was Dalton. Yeah. I'm sure it was Dalton. That didn't win the ABAs that year. But it was definitely Peter. But it might have been because Dalton was with Peter now. I'm thinking about it, yeah. Right. So it might have been Peter. So sorry to Peter if it was Peter, yeah. One of them, if not both of them, they didn't win the championship to get there. Yeah. yeah. And I was half fuming. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was sat there, yeah. All thing like hating. Just like, no, I was, I was cool with them, yeah. But at the same time, low-key hating, thinking, yeah. you've only been selected because this, that, and he likes. Don't get me wrong, there's all all good fighters. Yeah. But it's just obviously me just being a little, like, I just you? got there and thinking, oh, I've had to win to get here, and there's, like, five people that yeah. didn't even, like, I was pissed. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure Dalton might have been one of them, but he might he he might have won. I'm not sure. I'd have to ask him. But that is it was one so of Dalton funny. or Pete. I can remember. I can remember. I can remember. It's like, do you know, it, it when you talk about those times of, like, you know, be 14, 15 and like traveling to Ireland and like, you know, these guys being here and then how, especially with Dalton and Grant and how, you know, it is now turned out to be that, you know, you're in the gym with him and when you put up posts, especially the ones like from just the fight gone, I've been like, you know, this is family, this is like from day one. You know, I think a lot of people like to show out that day one's thing and like loyalty and like family. And I don't think a lot of people, in my experience, really understand the um, weight of those words. But you guys do. Like, it is, it's so entwined, even with, like, you know, Dalton's sisters and, you know, you know, Grant's partners and it's the wider family. You guys are all connected. Yeah. It is actually family, you yeah. know, and that can only, I imagine, um, strengthen the bond 
inside what you're doing in that gym. You do, know? You know, do you know what, yeah? It's very I'm easy. Cry again. Jesus Christ, <laughs> put it together. Yeah, it's very easy. It's just it, me, it's, it's so, it's, it, it's so, um, it's, it, it's so much more than boxing. You know, that's, that's the stuff that like has made me fall in love with this sport and keeps me in it. It's not the bullshit. It's not the media. It's not the, like the trash talking and the bullshit that goes with everything. It's actual bonds and how this sport actually impacts people's lives for the better. Yeah. Because there's always a wide range of emotions in, in exactly. sport, in sport in general, but boxing, yes. when you're fighting, everything's a bit, because obviously the worst can happen at any yeah. time. Um, but for me, yeah, we've had a great relationship, me and Grant, and we mm-hmm. continue to have one. But for me, it was always very, very, very easy as an 18-year-old that was moving from London to Sheffield to start uni. Mm-hmm. It was very easy from early on to put my trust into Grant. Mm-hmm. What was it about him? What did he Bear show mind, you? I was like a journeyman around the London amateur boxing uh, club circuit yeah. in the sense of not my record or ability. I'm talking... Me and my brother pretty much went to every gym in London at some mm-hmm. point or another. I mean, just to quickly go through my... I started off at uh, Roundshaw Boxing Club. Right. Went to Epsom Manual. Then went to Oldsfield where I had my first fight. Mm-hmm. Then went to Newham. Then went to Hollington. Then went to the Lynn. Then went to Repton. Yeah. Trained at TKO, but was still boxing for Repton. And then at the end of all that, finished at Steel City. Mm-hmm. But but Steel City was the first time me as Sonny took myself to a gym, joined the gym, went. I kind of did that at Repton when I moved out of my dad's and decided, no, if I'm boxing again, that's where I'm training. I wanted yeah. to train there. I didn't want to train at the no more. Um, just I like sparring. That was the main reason I could go up there and just do 12 rounds of sparring mm-hmm. um, from a kid. Like, yeah. I loved it. Um, but. And is that is that not common for anyone who doesn't really know the sort of ins and outs of some? There's some fighters that I've moved on about and learn yeah. a bit from each, and then do there and then go and do there and go. We used to go because my dad used to fall out of someone after a year or two, and then we had to move on. You know what I mean? Because then it would go to well, obviously we was always winning and that, so we was always welcome. But my dad yeah. wasn't, and when he weren't welcome, which I imagine is difficult yeah. when you're ten. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I can come in, but my dad can't. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> but he did it all the way up to when he was like eighteen as well. So. Um, but one thing I will say is the reason why it was so easy after a few months for me to put my trust in Grant the way I have and continue to do so mm-hmm. not necessarily isn't his, um, you know, he knows boxing better than everyone. Not necessarily isn't like there's no one that could train me better than him. Like, because for me, I think the great trainers all get to a certain point and it's about how they deal with a person. Yes. That's how I think. I think anyone that know, knows boxing knows how to get someone fit, knows how to get someone ready for a fight. Mm-hmm. There's ways to do it. There's ways to not do it, yeah. But for me, certain people bring out the most to certain others. Mm-hmm. They might, you know what I mean? It's just the way it is. But one thing, my boxing love, love language, in oh, need of a better phrase. Oh, come on, yeah. I love love language. You know what I mean? I, as, yeah, a, as, yeah, a, yeah. as a fighter to go somewhere and love his environment, yeah? Yes. So my love language is like effort. Because yeah. of what I'm like, yeah, everything is like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that later. Forget to do it. Oh, mm-hmm. I completely forgot. Sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I can kind of get away with that because I'm not, I don't, I'm not a working admin or anything like that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, but the one thing Grant gives me 
that I think very few for me from seeing all the people I've seen and seeing all there's very few boxers, uh, boxing coaches that genuinely dedicate them lives not to the their boxing career but to the boxing careers of their fighters mm. and I think that's what Grant does and does very well um like in the seven eight years we've trained together like we've had a very good relationship mm. i put that post out and just to highlight it again for yeah. the people that didn't hear it i joined here about 2014 over seven years ago mm-hmm. and i did two years of an amateur there and then i've done f- over five years as a pro and me and grant out of 17 pro fights okay he didn't do my first two pro fights because i was in marbella but no one really did my second. I kind of trained myself um, because of what went on. Um, but like I said, so all them fights, the last two seasons amateur, me and Grant have only ever lost one fight together. Mm-hmm. And that was a split decision where really, if you look at the scorecards, I won three at two of the rounds. He won one, but he won the first round by three scores. I won both the second and third by two rounds to one, two rounds to one. I thought I won the fight. It was a close fight. Yeah. But anyway, so the one fight I've lost in the seven years was a, a flick of a coin fight. Yeah. And I was a three-rounder. I don't even count then. Because I wasn't good. At, I, wasn't, I was not a good three-round fighter, mm-hmm. but I'm a great 12-round fighter. But like, I don't think people understand, like, me and Grant won a senior ABA title together. And then I've gone all the way. Mm-hmm. British, internationals, da 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 to winning and defending a world title. Yeah. Like... And one thing that, like I said, that he's never been short of is, is his passion, his effort. And my dad is a maverick. My dad was nuts. Anyone that kind of spent a bit of time around him for a prolonged period of time realised he was kind of nuts. Um, but he's one thing that never... Character. Yeah, yeah, to, to say the least. But one <laughs> thing that never, ever, ever faulted was effort. Yeah. So I, like, I want one of those kids, thank God... Don't get me wrong, there was hundreds of times when I wish my dad was a bit less of a prick, do you know what I mean? A mm-hmm. bit less of a sergeant major, a bit less on me, a bit... Let me go and make all the mistakes that all the kids are doing and, do you know what I mean, doing what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like, there was that to a certain degree, but, like, the effort never faulted. Mm-hmm. Like, even when my dad was really struggling, having to sell his cars, like... Because bear in mind, we grew up with, like seeing my dad always passing money through his hands. Like, it was a bit yeah. of a money man, do you know what I mean? And as he took our boxing career more serious and it got a bit further on into, like, say, like, hitting, like, 13, 14s, the struggle was coming in now. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, boxing's... It's not... It's not hard to keep up, depending. Like, my dad made sure if he thought, like, Repton was the best gym, while we was driving an hour and there back every night to go, we was driving up and down to Newcastle to support the other lads' box. Like, yeah. so in that side of things, it's just a eating healthy and traveling traveling all the time but like we never had a lack of effort Mm -hmm. so I (laughs) I wouldn't be able to have a lack of effort in my boxing career Mm -hmm. from from a trainer and with me like you know the moment I'm not happy with something I'll just say especially when I'm like because you got to remember like I joined the gym to join an amateur gym at Steel City so that was the beginning of the relationship Mm -hmm. but now as a pro I'm employing Grant yeah like that's the real relationship. Like, so there's never been a time when, oh, I'm thinking again, da 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 da. But at the same time, just like I need to keep up in my levels and making sure I'm better. Like, 
I'm seeing Grant do that as well. Yeah. And Grant's always been wicked and, and how he has a good brain for the sport. Mm -hmm. He has a very good brain for the sport and he studies it. Do you feel he gets the recognition mm -hmm. that he deserves in terms of, um, you know, when the end of year conversations come up, boxer of the year or boxing trainer of the year, coach of the year, or who, who's the best coach in the UK? You know, mm. do you feel like he sh his name should be out there a little bit more? Yeah, but you got to remember, um, like right now, yeah, like because the other names out there are doing what I'm doing, but maybe a couple of fighters yeah. or or maybe just a bit more. But, but we're getting to that. Mm -hmm. Like you got to remember when I joined back to Steel City, I was the only pro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when I joined back, like for a year, I was only pro. Then that Levi came, then Dalton turned pro. My brother came, mm -hmm. like it was building, and then you had a few join, a few leave. We've got a good little squad going on now. Mm -hmm. A good little, a good little squad, a good little setup, good sparring. Like everyone sort of partnered up a couple of times. Sometimes, like it's good. We've got a buzz going, but credit. But he, like, I know he would be the last. After, he, he would be the last person to say. I even want the credits you know he, he I know that's not his his it's not in his character to crave that or to want to do media stuff uh, I mean I have to pull we've talked about it before I have to literally it's like and I'm like please please do an interview with but me you know it's just not it's like one it's not an interest of his like a lot of people they try and infiltrate boxing to better themselves to do this that and the other like it's Grant's passion yeah. he's following his passion and if you ask Grant or, or anyone in like that sort of like what they really want they'll tell you to, for their fighters to make money yeah and the biggest most important thing for him is at the end of my career when he's finished training and all the fighters that he's trained to finish fighting mm. no one will look back and say myth rubbed me off yeah he took the piss out of me he put me in fights when he shouldn't have he done this mm -hmm. to me da, 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 da. and there isn't no one he always stands the corner like I've seen I've seen myth I've seen Grant um like threatening to pull world title fights at the last minute as the challenger because he wasn't happy with the champion's gloves. So 20 minute ooh ah, ooh ah, this, that and the other. Mm -hmm. The board come, check the gloves. He can't fight in them. Oh, sorry, sorry Grant. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, I've also seen other trainers let the champion come in the next day on the IBF check weigh-in, heavy, the check weight, the next day we meant to be in 10 pounds over, heavy, and say, no, that's all right. No, go on, that's, that's all right. As the challenger for world titles. So do you, not, do you hear what I'm saying? And with that, I like, what you're saying. Grant will not care about pissing someone off yeah. or antagonizing someone if he genuinely believes in his heart of heart that one, mm -hmm. it's the right thing to do, and two, it's to protect his fighter. No, it's not even like it's non-negotiable. Like he's like me in the sense of sometimes you might get wires crossed a little bit. Like sometimes someone might say something. I think they're being a certain way, and I might just go a bit too far back yeah. at them, and they didn't mean it like that. Maybe, but I'd rather find out that way than let you take the piss out of me. Mm -hmm. And Grant's the same. Like because in boxing they always they always try. There's always something, a little angle, something that people are trying to do. Like and. I've seen it. I've not even needed it for, for me or my career. But one thing I do know of Grant is I can be my disorganized self. I can just get a message. Like, if you looked at my conversation... Are you disorganized? Terribly. Are you? 
Organised chaos. Unorganised chaos. Everything's I unmessy. Would've, I would have um, thought you were nah, like, to the book. Nah. Procrastinate. Very, like, last minute. Everything's really? last minute. I forget things. Oh, I'm terrible. Like, But it's because I care about certain things. Yeah. So certain things I care about, I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not very organised. Like the, the, the memory stuff, yeah. But then other things that... Not I'm saying I don't, I don't care about it. Like, but my attention, I might say, oh, yeah. Like, but, okay, this for example, we arranged about a week ago, me coming here Monday, right? Yes. And all I texted you yesterday because I was like, he's actually forgetting. <laughs> all week, yeah? Yeah. All week until I think you texted me yesterday, yeah? I did. I've been thinking, I've got something to do on Monday. <gasps> all week. Like, and then someone asked me, oh, can I do an interview with you on Monday? Yeah. And I went, do you know what? Let me not say yes, because, but this is what I do. <gasps> I remember... I remember Monday, do you know what I mean? And now I'm just kind of waiting for it to come back to my head. But I think I might have remembered before. I genuinely think I might remember before you messaged me. Well, um, see, I have enough experience in this game now where I always, like, if always I haven't heard, if I haven't heard, I was like, check. right, I'm going to... Then I was like, oh, I don't want to text him on a Sunday because he could be with the babies. And then I was like, no, actually, I don't care. Um, if he doesn't come in tomorrow, well, there'll be carnage. If Imagine if you didn't turn up today. Exactly. What? Yeah, exactly. Imagine if I didn't turn up. Imagine if I just left your, to your own devices. Is this the next? Oh, so last time we got to go way I, over. Do we, we not get to do it this time? We're going way over an hour. Do we not get to do that? Not so, but, but I like, I, I like going it. over. You do like going over. The last time you we were here, we were about. It's actually about ten o'clock when you were leaving. So that brings part one of our interview with IBF flyweight world champion Sonny Edwards to a close. Normally our episodes are only an hour long, but Sonny loves to talk and he's a good friend, so we let him ramble. Come back next week to the First Exchange podcast where you can enjoy the second part of our interview with Sonny. And if you enjoyed this one, make sure to share and we'll see you next week.